This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to another episode of the One Was Had a Dream podcast. I'm going to be joined by uh, Jack Mortney tonight, uh, discussing all things Wimbledon. Uh, first off, I wanted to dedicate this episode of the podcast to uh, a person close to my heart, a good friend of mine, a friend of mine, dad, uh, passed away on Wednesday, uh, Chris Burgess. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, Chris has, has left us now. Chris was a gentleman. A really nice person, uh, someone that you could spend hours talking to about all things Wimbledon. Uh, he started going in the 1960s, uh, and we always said that he watched Wimbledon from non-league to the Premier League and then back down to non-league again and started again. And he's watched, as said most people, Wimbledon play at every level. He wasn't just a gentleman. He was just a, he's a, he was a Wimbledon man, Chris was. He was a... A really big Wimbledon fan. It wasn't just Wimbledon Football Club, AFC Wimbledon that he loved. He loved everything to do with Wimbledon sports. So he went to the Wimbledon Speedway, uh, Wimbledon Tennis. Uh, And one of my fondest memories of Chris was uh, I was at tennis with a couple of friends of mine from Essex. uh, And we were sleeping on the streets, uh, as you did back in them days. It weren't weren't at uh, Wimbledon Park. It was actually on the streets outside the tennis. Uh, and two of my mates went to Centre Court as we had Centre Court tickets and went to watch uh, one of the big matches on Centre Court. And I wanted to watch just an up-and-coming star on one of the lower courts. And I was walking into the court and I bumped into Chris. Chris was there. He, he loved his tennis. And I spent the whole game or the whole match when we could be talk was just talking about Wimbledon with him. He was a fantastic man. He's raised uh, my friend Dave, a fantastic son, uh, a fantastic Wimbledon fan. And that's going to be on. So I'd like to send my condolences, my love to Dave, Carolyn uh, and Dave's family. Chris will be missed at Ploughline massively. Uh, and yeah, it's a, it's a massive miss now. And uh, as I said, Chris wasn't just a gentleman. He was a Wimbledon man. And 
at this time at the moment where everything is a little bit shit, regardless of Wimbledon, we need more Chris's down at Plough Lane. Uh, and yeah, he, he was fantastic, man. And uh, what I liked and what I loved about Chris is everyone loved him. Everyone. People from every everything I've seen on Dave's Facebook post that he put out the other day, there's so much love for Chris. And yeah, yeah he's going he's gonna to be missed. So rest in peace, Chris. And uh, I know you'll be watching down at Plough Lane from the sky. So we'll crack on. I'll introduce Jack and uh, we'll, we'll move on. Uh, Jack, how are we? You good? Uh, yeah, I'm very good. Thank you, mate. Cheers for having me on. It's a pleasure. Yeah, good, good. Uh, I said to you, uh, obviously with, with Chris passing away, I, I, the podcast tonight was going to be, before it happened, it was going to be a little bit miserable again. It was going to be a miserable podcast. It was going to be uh, with the whole Salford match, with Johnny Jackson's Twitter, with everything that's going on with women at the moment. It was going to be a little bit doom and gloom like normal, normally, and it was going to be a big, big moan fest again, and a big rant fest. And uh, as I said in my, my speech regarding Chris, Chris was always happy, always smiling, massive Wimbledon fan, never saw anything against Wimbledon, done everything he could to help Wimbledon. And I thought, let's talk about our good times of Wimbledon and the things that why we love Wimbledon so much, the good things that are happening at the club at the moment. And let's try and put a little bit of positivity. Do you know what I mean? Everyone always says I'm negative, which is very true. Uh, but yeah, let's try and put a little bit of positive spin onto things. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm going Stephen Inch on Saturday, so we'll talk about that. Are you going Stephen Inch on Saturday? Uh, yes, I am, mate. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Stephen Nish can go two ways. We'll talk about that at the kind of end of the podcast. But yeah, uh, I wanted to talk about a little bit of positivity. So positive, you, I was saying to you off air about how you become a Wimbledon fan and, and you're quite shy regarding or a bit because you said you've only been going for like a year. But I, I, I quite like that, that, the fact that you've thrown yourself into Wimbledon. Why, why did you throw yourself into Wimbledon, Jack? Um, well, I've always kind of had a soft spot, obviously, because I think everyone knows the history of the club. Um, so I was brought up not really from a, a strong, strong football family. Like I've got parents that support teams that aren't Wimbledon. And uh, my first game was actually Ipswich away last year, which for me was just kind of pandemonium at the end. And it kind of, you know, it just threw me into being like, wow, I want to go again. Because you could see at that time, um, the football was quite, it was nice. Um, the team spirit was there. Obviously, the, the atmosphere was amazing. Um, and yeah, just since then, I, my next game was Arsenal away in the cup. And what, 7,000 fans at the Emirates? It's just, to me, it kind of blew my mind how kind of, well, a team that people regard as a small club, which we're not, um, can kind of bring those numbers, you know? And then since then, it just... Well, well, after that, it was just kind of got into a bit of a Twitter conversation with Mick Dorr, and uh, he invited me to go on the coach to the Burton Albion. And then since then, I've just literally just been going to every single game. I've not, I've not really missed the game at all. Really? Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. It's there's something, something mad about Wimbledon. It's something that you can you go to one game and you just fall in love with it. Like, I, I started going Wimbledon because at home it wasn't. I was about fourteen, fifteen, and home life weren't great. Uh, I had a stepdad who weren't the best kind of person to be around. So I got taken to a Wimbledon versus Liverpool game. Uh, Wimbledon won 2-2. Two, two, uh, and uh, we had Hans Sagers punched into his own net. Uh, then he goes and saves a John John Barnes penalty in the last minute. And then we do the aeroplane celebra uh, celebration. Have you ever seen that? Yeah. So 
I was there, got taken by a friend, and I thought, I love this. This is amazing. Like the atmosphere was brilliant. I know it was at Sellers Park. Unfortunately, I never got to go to Sell uh, to Plough Lane to watch a game, uh, but it was at uh, yeah Sellers Park, and I thought this is just amazing. And then I I started going. I wanted to. I didn't want to be at home. Uh, yeah, home life weren't great. So I thought, right, what can I do on my Saturdays to make sure that I'm not indoors? So I I started going to watch Wimbledon, and my my first ever away game was Middlesbrough away. I went on a coach. I got up at ridiculous time in the morning, got the night bus from Essex down to Wimbledon, got the coach then all the way out to Middlesbrough and we drew nil-nil. Uh, and I met an absolute legend, another one who unfortunately is not with us anymore, Roy Kapow. Uh, I met Roy, uh, what a legend he is, everyone who, know, who knew Roy. Yeah, an absolute brilliant man. And he uh, he was so drunk, he, he fell down a couple of steps, but he fell straight into a policeman. Uh, and that was him. That was him out, taken out of the ground. I don't know if he got lifted that day, but yeah, there's obviously the Roy Kapow song where he uh, missed uh, Chef Wednesday. And yeah, I, I started going home and away because I just loved it. I loved the fact that Wimbledon, and now I've got, I've met some of the best mates in the world through Wimbledon. Uh, as I said, my friend Dave Burgess, uh, he came to my wedding in May uh, out in Vegas uh, five or six of my closest friends who come to Vegas were are all from Wimbledon, and yeah, we I met them because because of this great football club and what it means to people. And I think sometimes now with social media, with COVID and everything like that, with politics, this great club can get lost a little bit with regards to how good it is and how. Do you know what I mean like I'm not I've never met you before, never spoke to you before, and because of the football club, we talk quite often now. Do you know what I mean? I'd, I'd have a pint with you at football, uh, at Wimbledon and we'd have a chat and same with Mick Dorr. Do you know what I mean? I never really knew Mick before and he, I, and I lived in Wimbledon for 10 years. I don't know how long he's had the Alex. But yeah, I uh, I, I, I would go and have a drink with Mick. I loved, we call him Scores scores on the Doors because I love his love his scores and stuff and it's just brilliant being a, a Wimbledon fan. What's, what, what's your best game? I know you've, what what would you say the best memory now of the game that you've been to? What what can you point pin, pinpoint? You ain't had a great time either, have you? Supporting Wimbledon, Jack. You've joined at a really bad time. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I mean last season I think I only saw us win uh, once, which was actually Crew at home on a Tuesday night, which was a three-two. Um, but it hasn't really thrown me off. I, I just it's kind of since. For me, it's more the fact of the community of the club and how it doesn't feel like you're, well, it doesn't feel really like you're a consumer. You feel like part of the community and part of a family, which for me is so much nicer than going to a game and then just going home. Um, it's, yeah, it's just lo lovely. And I wouldn't change, obviously, I wouldn't change it for the world, even with what's going on at the minute. No, I totally, I totally agree. And I think that's one of the things I fell in love with the football club. I started going to Celeste. Uh, quite regularly, it was cheap tickets. Most of the time, you get free tickets. Uh, most time, if you went on an away day, you could get free tickets because Stanley Reed would get off the coach. Uh, our, our chairman at the time, uh, he would get off the coach and give away all the tickets. So a lot of the players wouldn't pick their tickets up, so they'd be given to the fans. Uh, so you'd go home and away. You wouldn't pay for tickets. I met a good friend of mine, Gary Saxby, uh, old big head uh, at Selhurst, uh, and started speaking to him. Then I met his sister, Vicky, Anna McMillan. Uh, everyone knows Anna. She does all loads of work at the club with uh, with Nina. Anna and Vicky, they they fancied the pants off me when I first started going to watch football. I was, what, 18-year-old boy, skinny, hair. 
you know what I mean? Uh, and then we become great friends, even though they, they wanted a piece of this. Unfortunately, they couldn't have it. Uh, but yeah, and then I started going to watch football with them, uh, my mate Paul. And I think that's the thing with Wimbledon, as you said, it's, uh, it's that family feel, that you know what I mean? That friendship feel that you go. And as I said, I could walk into the bar, like I'm going to Stevenage, just me and my boy, a lot of my mates ain't going. But I'll go Stevenage and there'll be someone I know that I can have a chat to about football. And that's that's when I said about Chris earlier, that if I went to Wimbledon and, and no one else was going, I knew that Chris would be there and I could chat to him about football and we could chat hours and the good times that we've had. One of my favourite ever games is watching Wimbledon uh, West Ham away. And we were 3-0 down at half-time. Have you heard of that game, Jack? 4-3 three, three game? Uh, I don't think so. So we were 3-0 down at half-time. I'm from Essex, so I went with a couple of mates who were West Ham fans and we were drinking in West Ham pubs. Kept it quite low-key at that time because obviously West Ham were, they probably would have run me out of the pub. But uh, yeah, and I was we were 3-0 down at half-time, 3-1, three, 3-0 three, three down at half-time at Upton Park. And I went to get a burger and uh, one of my friend's mums was working at the burger place. Uh, and she gave me a burger and chips and said, oh, you can have that for nothing because your team are getting spanked. You might as well eat that and go home. And I said to her, and I swear down, this is funny. I said to her, look, we're going to win this game. Because I, I didn't think we would, but you know what I mean? I thought, oh, I'll save face. So I thought, no, nah, we're going to win this game. We come back and won it 4-3. Uh, and I remember just standing on my chair, just giving it to West Ham fans. One of my mates was in there and he said he te- he, he said to all my mates after, all he could see was me just standing up with my hands aloft, giving it to West Ham. And uh, another thing I love about Wimbledon is I've been all over the country, like Frankfurt, is you don't always get along with people like politics wise and stuff like that. You don't always get along with them. Like me and Jonesy have not always agreed on some of the stuff with guys that say Johnny Jackson and stuff like that. But I was, I was in Frankfurt with John, uh, with uh, Jonesy standing next to him, having a beer, chewing each other's ears off about Wimbledon. I've cuddled people that I've never, I don't even know, never met again because we scored a last minute winner and you just go mental and you cuddle the person next to you. Do you know what I mean? That's what I think Wimbledon and football brings, and I'm, I'm hoping them days are going to return. So, with regards to the good things we're talking about now, and I, I'm waffling on about my what? What would you say at the moment? I know it's a lot of negativity around the club. What What are we doing correctly? What are we doing good that you think? Yes, that I'm, I'm loving that what we're doing at the moment. Well, I, obviously, I, I like the facts. Maybe a backroom. Um, at the minute, I think the backroom staff are bringing in the likes of Macklin and Cope does bring some kind of hope for what the future holds. Uh, obviously, both have got well, credibility within their respective like jobs. Um, so, yeah, I don't think it is all doom and gloom. Obviously, it's going to be, in the short term, it, it's going to be difficult. But obviously, once well, you kind of break free from the shackles of the obviously stadium debt and everything like that, there there is hope and optimism there which I think a lot of people are kind of looking past because we all want results now you know so yes and it, even stuff off the pitch like what we're doing with getting international games international friendlies at Flower Lane is it's building up the kind of scope and the the reputation of maybe the club and getting people down to the stadium that thought I'd never I'd never go to Plough Lane or I didn't realise there's a stadium in Wimbledon so yeah, it's going, it's going well, I think. Just got to get past the difficult times at the minute. Yeah, I, I agree with you regarding... We've, 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 people moan about the club and moan about the Don's Trust, moan about the PLC board. I, I've been moaning about it and say that we need accountability, which I, I still do. But 
I think that we've always said that we needed more professional people to come on board and 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 run the professional side of the club. We now have that with Danny Macklin as the managing director. We now have that with Craig Cope as the head of football operations. Uh, I think that's brilliant. I think also, I think people like myself as well need to get on board and think, as you said, it's a long-term plan. This ain't saying that, you know what I mean? I feel really sorry for Danny Macklin. I think he's come into an absolute shit show. But the man is standing up and he is taking on board anything that's thrown at him. We said that we wanted better comms and we wanted to be told stuff. All you have to do is message Danny, DM him, tweet him, and you'll get a message back straight away, even if he's on paternity leave, which I think I think he was still tweeting people when his missus was giving birth the other day. I think she was in labour and he probably was tweeting back people that were complaining about something that happened at Harrogate or Salford. Do you know what I mean? And that shows me the man does care. It shows me I think he knows he has come into something that's going to be hard to do, but he's gone in 100% with it all. And I think that's what we want. Uh, Craig Cope, as much as we haven't heard from him, is that a bad thing? I know people want to know what the strategy is going forward. People want to know how what our style of play is going to be. Is it a bad thing we haven't heard from Craig Cope? Probably not. I know I've been saying we should should do, but is it the worst thing that we haven't? Because that means hopefully he's working his ass off to get targets through the door now. And the earlier we get our targets in, the better. We've never done that with Wimbledon the last couple of years. We've always struggled and we've always waited and we end up getting the crap at the end of the the window. Hopefully Craig Cope is now working hard and that's why we're not hearing from him because he's he's over doing double time. I'd like to say one of the big things for me and and it, it's an absolute quality stadium that we now have. Do you know what I mean? I know we've got a large debt on it, but it's a manageable debt. I think people forget that. They just see the word debt uh, and it, they, they crap themselves regarding that. We have got debt that is owed to fans that might roll over it. I know Graham Stacy put a load of tweets out today. Did you see them tweets from Graham Stacy today, Jack? Yeah, I did. Yeah, so if anyone, Graham Stacy, uh, go and find him on Twitter. What's his Twitter handle? One second, I'll just get it up. Uh, yeah, he put uh, some some uh, stuff out today regarding the debt and stuff, and it's quite true what he's saying, really. So uh, Mr. GLS, his name is on Twitter, put a few tweets out. It's quite good to read them. Uh, and yeah, I think the debt is not like we owe it to bank and stuff like that. We owe it to people. I know people say it still is debt and debt is debt, but do you know what I mean? It's manageable debt. And uh, yeah, sometimes we might have to not have the greatest budgets, but as a Wimbledon FC fan, we've never had a good budget. And that's why I love Wimbledon. This is why I love Wimbledon. One of the reasons I love Wimbledon, Jack, and fell in love with Wimbledon as well, is that we were the small club that would beat anyone. Do you know what I mean? And that's probably why you, you, you're you into it now as well is because we were playing against the big boys. We were playing against the Chelsea's and beating them. We were playing against Arsenal and beating them. We were going up to Old Trafford and doing them over. And, do you know what I mean? And and that's why I love Wimbledon. We, and it weren't, we didn't have budgets then. I know football's changed a lot. But you can do it now. Even as AFC Wimbledon, when we come through the non-league, we were up against the Wallingfords and the Withdeans with bigger budgets than us at the time. We had Fisher Athletic. We once played Fisher, right, Jack? Uh they were, it was a playoff final, Ryman Premier League, which is two below the conference. And they had a player called, oh, what's his name? I had it earlier in my head. They had a player they loaned to uh, to Aldershot in the conference. And then they they had him back for the playoff final against us. Uh, Leroy Griffiths, that's it. Leroy Griffiths. He went two levels above on loan and then came back to play against us in the playoffs. And they beat us because he scored a couple of goals. Do you know what I mean? So that was a level going through non-league that we were always fighting against. 
we will always fight against the big boys. And I think it's true what some people have said, that we now need to stick together. Do you know what I mean? I know it's hard and it is shit at the moment, but yeah, some things get put in perspective when things happen in life. And yeah, I just hope. What's what's your thoughts on Plough Lane? You've been to different grounds. What 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 do you think we're getting right at Plough? What is the good things about Plough Lane? Well, I think I just think the obviously the areas around like the concourses outside on match days, you've got so much going on. Obviously, with like the kids area, um, and it's just for me, like it's just encouraging kids to get down there, um, and it will just inevitably want make them want to come back. Like I know the food isn't. A massive a thing, but you know the food selections there is good. We get publicity on Footy Scram uh, regularly, and it's just and for me that gets people wanting to visit purely just for food. Um, so yeah, it's even the pub as well. When I bring my friends to Plough Lane, they can't believe that we've actually got a proper pub with inside the ground, and they can't kind of grasp they they can't grasp that. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's just obviously the scope in the future to improve Plough Lane. Obviously, the like improving the stand um, and stuff like that. So it's just at the minute, I think we take for granted what we have and the position that we were in a couple of years ago. So yeah, I think it, although stuff things are bad now, I think we're very lucky and fortunate to be where we are, which again is in itself probably the most one of the most important things. Yeah, no, I agree, and I think there is, as you said, there's scope to improve Plough Lane, and it's again, it's new. It's like you move into a new house. You, you you might not be able to do every room up at once. You know what I mean? You start with your, your kitchen or you start with your bedroom or you know what I mean? And you move on to different ones once you've got the funds. And I think very similar to Power Lane. I had a friend said to me yesterday, he he, he does miss uh, Kings Meadow because we had that kind of party feel and stuff like that. But I think that's just the time at the moment where Kings uh, Power Lane can be improved. And I think it is being improved with like the man of match uh, stuff's been changed around and moved that listening to the fans. And we have to we have to remember. I think I know we've been in there a couple of years, but as fans, I think we've only been in there what this is our second season, being back at Plough Lane yeah. with fans there. Do you know what I mean? Because obviously I don't count the COVID years because we weren't in there. But yeah, I think it's true. We 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 have to. It takes time, and everything is going to take time with it. But we've got it, and I I think you're right with the kids. We had what the kids day on on Thursday where uh, everyone was invited down yeah. to open training session. Do you know what I mean? Probably not the best time to have it at the moment with our form and stuff going off the pitch and everyone going mad, but the club have got to do them kind of things. You can't just go, well, we're having a bad season. The kids can't come down and meet what they're, they're still their heroes. Do you know what I mean? We might not like them. Some people might not like the players and management, but 14, 12, 10 year old kids too. They look up at Ali and think, I want to be Ali. I want to be Jack Curry. And, and I think we need to look at our youth team and how far our youth team have come from when we first started. Nigel Higgs, Rob Tuvey was a youth team coach under coaching under twelves. He now he's now a first team coach. And whatever your personal view on him, that is some going. The kid, the boy, the man is a Wimbledon fan. His family were all massive Wimbledon fans. I remember seeing old Tubby Turvey because uh, he used to have a little bit of weight on him. So, do you know what I mean? And he he was a bit tubby. I was telling this story when uh, Mark Robinson was the head of youth, and he was loving it and. Uh, yeah, and Rob's done, Rob's done really well for himself to come from, say, an under-12s coach to be the first-team coach. And I think people, they forget that where people have come from. They, they're, they're Wimbledon people that have come from and worked their ass off for Wimbledon. Do you know what I mean? He weren't, he weren't doing the under-12s thinking, oh, yeah, I'm going to be first-team coach one day. I, I think, well, in his head he probably was. 
you know what I mean? But we probably weren't thinking, yes, we're going to have Rob Tuvey as our first team coach. And he does a great job, I believe. I, I'm not a, a first team football manager or anything like that. We've got to remember where these people have come and, and everyone that works for the club. I think some people have said it lately. These, these people are human beings that will put in a hundred percent in. And I have to kind of step back now and, and say, look, I'm kind of harsh. Sometimes I forget that we are, we have these volunteers, we have these people that are working and, and a lot of them could earn better money elsewhere. People in the club shop could probably go off and earn money elsewhere. Chris Falk could probably go off and earn money better elsewhere, but they do it and they and they make the money they do and they they get they do get their their stuff out of it, but they do it for the love of the club as well. And yeah, I think it's time for people to actually step back sometimes, look back. I think Jonesy once said it, step back, look back at the bigger picture uh, and what's going on and say, yeah, look, this is actually something that's really good that's going on. I said, Matt, Matt Haylock, uh, Anthony Circuit, they do an amazing job in that club shop. Mandy does an amazing job on the phones. Do you know what I mean? They're, they're only just getting the ticketing stuff going on. Again, Danny Macklin, there was complaints regarding Harrogate. A lot of them come from us. And Orient sorted it, I think, straight away, didn't he? So we now have got AFC Wimbledon tickets on Twitter. I bought my tickets the other day for Stephen Hitch because it said we were at 642. And I was like, shit, that means we only got about 400 tickets left. I better buy them. And I did. So well done to the club for that. Uh, what else do you want to talk about, Jack? What else do you think is good at Wimbledon at the moment? Come on. Tell me, one. You, you you must have a favourite game, even if you've only been... I know it's bad because you, you've followed some shit at the moment, but there must be... What, what You went out to Bradford this year. That must be up there, isn't it, when we scored 2-1? I know yeah. that was a good jump around. 2-1. Two two yeah, one, no, but when we went 2-1 up. Oh, yeah. Um well, I think there's quite a few actually. Obviously, first game this season after being winless for so long, um, it's a bit of a not the best game to say, but obviously that that feeling that we had around the club on the first day of the season, where well, I just remember seeing Lee Willett, and I remember I remember him just being so confused and him just going, "What's just happened? We've just won a game," and it's just stuff like that. It's just to me, it's the memories, it's the memories and feeling like that. It's not. I don't. For me, it's obviously winning games amazing, but it's the feeling that it gives the fans, um, which resonates with me more. So even even games like this season, where like Rochdale, that wasn't the best game of football, but it was just the company you're in, and obviously the feeling that we had after the game, walking back to the pub, where we just thought, wow, like we've. Winning games and you just enjoying it with your mates, you know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't I, I'd say every game is a favourite, um, and I don't really have one that resonates with me the most. I just love, I just love going and kind of it's to the point now where even now with results maybe not going the best, you know, I just count down to the weekend, just go and watch my football team home and away, and I, I love it. Honestly, I love it. That's good, good to it because I've been a bit. Detached from it, I think I don't know if again. I think it's where I've moved away. I, I used to live in Wimbledon, so I used to go every game. Uh, now I live in South End. It's a lot harder to get to games, and obviously, I'm, yeah, I'm a bit detached to it. But I'm, my thought when your boy is buzzing to go Stevenage, he was like, "Can we go? Steve wants to go Grimsby," and that's what I mean about our, our younger fans as well. Like he literally has no feeling for any players, really. I don't think if they, like if they all left, I don't think he'd be upset, but he just wants to go to the games. He wants to go to the grounds. He's a massive Wimbledon fan. 
And that's yeah, I'm I'm saying I think that and I remember that game with Julian and with Lee Lee Willett. I think he stood on the table just outside the Phoenix <laughs> yeah. and he was like, We won a game and I was like <laughs> Yeah, you know I mean, and I've been loads of games. With, I've been loads of games with Willie. I've been loads of games. I went. I, the one I remember going with Lee Willett, and it wasn't even a Wimbledon game. It was a England game against Slovakia. Do you know, have you you you've seen the the photo of the AFC Wimbledon badge, and there's a load of old Bill Combs. Yeah. in. that was England versus yeah. Slovakia. That was Lee, me, Lee Willett, <laughs> my mate Gary Old Fathead, and a, a few other. I can't remember their names. Uh, and yeah, we were out there, and that's when the steam, the police steamed in. And I was like, oh my god, get my head kicked in now. But yeah, we were out there, and they <laughs> they were. Loved it, and and one of my again one of my best memories of watching Wimbledon, and and I, I've said it before, was going going to Frankfurt, going out to Frankfurt to watch Wimbledon play in abroad. As a Wimbledon fan, we know we're never going to watch our team in Europe. You know what I mean? We're not going to get FA Cup finals. We're not going to get cup finals and go to Europe. And going out to Frankfurt with my closest friends and having a drink in a, a foreign city. And then going to watch Wimbledon was just fantastic. And them kickers off and back fans were brilliant. And it was just amazing being there with like, like-minded people, having a having a German beer, watching Wimbledon play. And I think that it it kind of gave us that feeling with the players as well. The players loved it. We were singing our hearts out for them. And they, yeah. And then we didn't start very well that season, to be fair. But yeah, what I'd say is anyone... As I said, if you if you've got any good memories and great games and stuff, just when when we put this out, put them in the comments. Let us know what your best memory is or your first memory of Wimbledon is. What what's your greatest game? Do you know what I mean? This we're doing this because as I said, uh one of our one of my close friends, uh unfortunately his dad passed away and I know them two went to football together. I went with them two as well, Chris and Dave. And uh yeah, I want to know what everyone's greatest memory is. And, and there's so many good memories of you going with your dad or you going with your brother, your sister, your mates. And this is why we love football. And this is why we love Wimbledon, because it does give you some really good memories. It it does. I know it gives you some shit ones at the moment, but there is some good memories out there. And I, I want to hear everyone's good memories this weekend before we go to Stevenage and, and we spank them as well. So and that would be a good memory when we score last minute. Everyone goes mad. So you you don't you didn't go to the playoff final. You'd never been to a playoff final watching Wimbledon, I'm guessing, Jack. No, mate. No, no, no. Um oh. obviously, yeah, shit. I wish I, I wish I was there, but it's kind of yeah, as I said, I've always had a soft spot, I've always checked results. I've always like growing up watching the uh, you know, football league show after before or after match of the day. I can't remember now. Um the, the, as yeah, I like, said, the thing about Wimbledon is it gets you is that, like Mick McDora probably say the same. Once you mm-hmm. you see it from outside and stuff, but once you start going, it does get you. There's a thing that just that's it. You you're in now, and that's yeah, it. You're done. Yeah, and, uh, but it's just it's, well, it's the same as kind of uh, like for example the Wimbledon's. Like my good friend Ben, he was the same. He went to he was just visiting London grounds, and he said. I support Wimbledon because Wimbledon fans are the loudest. And, you know, since since then, I've obviously good friends with him. And it's, I think through meeting friends through Wimbledon, it's enabled me and probably so many others to do so many things. Like I, I went to Copenhagen to watch the Copenhagen Derby with Ben. Um, in the same weekend, I travelled to Stockholm to see the Swedons. Oh, what a um, Yeah, to watch a European game with Garden. So, yeah, it's just, for me... It, it's for me that's what it makes it a family because everyone is so inviting everyone is so like we're although we're in a mess we're in it together and we always stick together and 
that, that's what I love about the club. And it's, yeah, it just feels like one big family, I guess. Yeah, yeah that's, I, I love, like you said there, like that we called them, we called them the Nutty Swedons. And that's why they went out and got their flag done because they, oh, they, they are. are, they're just a bunch of nutty fellas who love Wimbledon. I love them coming over. I really want to get out of Sweden with them one day and watch a game out there with them. I love Wimbledon to go on a tour of Sweden and and and, and get them to come like so they don't have to travel hours. And that's why I did put a tweet out the other day saying this is why results are hurting so much so for many people because you got them travelling and spending small fortunes to come and watch Wimbledon and they love it and they're going Grinsby. They can't wait to get back over. And I, I, when they're over, I, I, I gutted I missed them because they are sound fellas. They really do love it. They love Wimbledon to bits. And that's what I love when you, you meet up with them. You're having a good beer. You're having a good sing. You're having a good time. And, and that's what it's about. I know some people are going to listen to this podcast and think, what the hell's happened? Do you know what I mean? Why we've come happy clappy? But there is, we have had some good time. And, and that's why I want people to remember the good times of watching Wimbledon and as I said, the playoff finals for me, I've been to quite a few. Uh, the Staines one, where uh, Mark De La Bola scores in the last minute, was just mad. Like I can remember about five minutes of the game and the celebration after. Got absolutely steaming drunk. Uh, Manchester for the uh, Luton game. I flew in from a stag do in Magaluf. I went to Magaluf on the on the what I can't remember the Friday, and then I, I can't remember when the game was on the Manchester. Flew back from. Um, Mallorca to Manchester, got a cab from Manchester Airport straight to uh, the city of Manchester Stadium, walked into the stadium just as the game was kicking off, cuddled all my mates, stood there. I stood with one of my mates, Matty Willingham. He's the worst person to stand next to at a game because all he does is goes, that's a goal for them. Oh, this is so bad. You know, he makes you more nervous standing next to him, that what kind of that one person. So I hate standing next to him because he, if it's a really big game, yeah, he gets me all nervous. I feel like I'm going to have a heart attack standing next to him. And then I had the, one of my greatest memories, one of my greatest days ever is me and my boy. I can't remember. How, when was Plymouth? You When did we beat Plymouth? I can't remember the date of it. But I remember me and him walking up Wembley Way. He had his yellow and blue balloons. We went to the pub. All the lads were there. We were all singing, all dancing. I just knew that day, as soon as I got off that train at Wembley, I knew we were going to win that game and get promoted. And and we did, and it was I just to have that memory of my. I didn't even go out after. I took me and him went home. We got takeaway, and just to have a memory of my boy was just fantastic. And yeah, I'll, I'll, that will live with me forever. Uh, and that's the memories I'm talking about. And that's what I want them memories for you now, Jack. I want them things to happen for you and the club going forward. I really, we have got some good young fans coming through now. Like it's mad. Like sounds like youth team for fans, but. I really want like Orient away this season. If Chislett scores, everyone goes ballistic. And that's what yeah. I want for people. I want them kind of things to happen. And as I said, if you're out there and you're listening, give us your memories and your greatest memories. Cause they, they are, they are out there. They're, we, we have had some, uh, and we will have them again soon. So, but yeah. Uh, should we talk about Stevenage Jack? Cause we won't be a long podcast tonight. Cause, uh, yeah, I don't think yeah. I've got it in me. But Stephen, you're are you going, Stephen? Is yeah? Yes, mate. Yeah, yeah. I'm going as well. I'm going to be there. I was going with the intent of I think we're going to lose, so I'm going to sing Johnny Jackson out, and I'm going to get on the players. I've changed my mentality now. I really have. With everything that's happened yeah. over the last few days, I'm going there to sing my heart out. I'm going out. I'm going to Stephen's now to to get behind the players. 
because a lot of the players won't be here next season. A lot, some of the players yeah. have given me some great memories. Some of them haven't, but that's I, I'm not bothered about that anymore. I, I'm going to go there. I think we go there, we sing our hearts out, we make it as loud as we possibly can. We try and make it, we don't make it negative. Do you know what I mean? And and we do what, what do you think? Do you, do you agree with me on that? Because I know that was my plan. Originally, my plan was to go there, think, right, we're going to lose this 3-0 and then it's going to get really toxic and I'm probably going to be at the heart of it. But I've, I've changed my men, men, mental thoughts regarding it. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I would never, ever go to a game um, with the intention of just bad-mouthing the manager or the players, no matter how bad it is on the pitch. For me, until that 90 minutes is up, uh, and that, that's when I'll start. Also, I hold abuse to the ref or whatever, but when until that 90 minutes is up, that's not... I, I, even then, I wouldn't boo, because for me, what does that do to their morale? If they're already feeling like shit and we boo them, it's not going to improve, you know? And I'm not one of these happy clappers that claps the players off every game. Um, but for me, I think it's important for fans to understand that they're humans as well. And as much as they don't produce on the pitch, I don't think they really, they're not happy with the position we're in. So, you know, I'm not going to say cheer them when, when we lose or concede two goals in the last five minutes or whatever. Um, yeah, it's just... I, I, I think that's the turnaround. Obviously optimistic. I think that's the turnaround we need now, though. I know we've it's been bad and we conceded two goals against Salford last minute. I know we conceded against Harrogate last minute. I think if we if we even if we concede last minute this time or we throw away or we make a mistake, I still think we back the we back the team. And I'm not saying back the players. I'm saying back Wimbledon. This is Wimbledon. We're we're cheering. We're cheering yeah. for next season. Some of these players will be here next year. Some of the young players will be here next year. Jenkins. Uh, Curry possibly could be here. Biller could be here next year. Ogden Deary's going to be here next year. These are boys that come for our youth. Bendel, players like that. Uh, let's think about them and let's not think about, oh, I hate that player. I hate this player. That's Again, this is the mentality I usually have. But let's actually think about, we're going there to watch Wimbledon. Let's cheer on Wimbledon. Let's, let's forget who's playing on the pitch for us. We're there as, as 700, 800 Wimbledon fans. They're singing our hearts out for Wimbledon, no matter what happens. If we concede two minutes, if we concede three goals within the first 10 minutes, still sing, sing our hearts out and show this club that we're going to be here next year as well. Uh, as I said, I've seen the stuff about season tickets and stuff like that uh, and people wavering. This is one thing that, uh, again, I, I go back to Chris. Is Chris, his support for Wimbledon never wavered. Never, no matter how bad it's ever got, he was Wimbledon, and uh, and I think that's what we need to going forward. That's what we need to look now. And I and I know people say, "Oh, you're a hypocrite." You know what I mean? But just the last few days, my mind's gone mad, and I just think I'm going Saturday with my boy. Me and him are going to cheer. We're going to sing. We're going to back the football club, uh, and hopefully we can get a result. And if we can't, we'll sing. I think Jody Jackson's here next season. So if he is here next year, let's get let's get behind him now. What can we do? We can't, do you know what I mean, can't throw him under the bus now. We got we got to back him and sing, sing our hearts out for the ninety minutes and see where it gets us. And we're going up against someone that a lot of people don't like, in Steve Evans, a manager that isn't a nice and a manager with a, a, a proven track record of being a a scumbag. So let's get behind the team. What do you think then? Would you what do you think prediction wise? Oh God! Come on, this um, is positive, positive podcast. Yes. The positive podcast. Uh, this is. I'm gonna say um, 
2-1. I think we'll concede early. And then I think, well, as you say, if we get behind the team, because we, we proved that we can play against Stevenage like, early in the season. Um, obviously, Pierre's kind of solidified a bit. I don't know if he's going to be played because he might yeah, be injured. Yeah, to worry if he's injured. Um, yeah. But, you know, Pierre's come into his own and that's where we leak goals at the back post. And, uh, yeah, I, I would... I would if we if we win, then obviously it would just put all not all the kind of doubts not doubts, but you know what I mean. It's just yeah, I think we'll get a result. I think after what's happened with these tweets been dug up, which for me is I don't I don't understand why someone will go to those lengths. Um, I wouldn't want to see a man man lose his job over something that's nothing to do with what he's producing in in his job. Um, so. To anyone who did that, it's not the best thing to do. Um, but I think he's going to come out and he's got a point to prove, and he's going to say to those players, like they're on our backs. You've just got to prove them that you know we're we're not shit, um, and we can we can produce. No, I, I, I what you said there, regard. I said we, I won't really wanting to speak about that kind of because, I yeah, I'm with you. I don't agree with it. I don't. You can't. You can't go through history and go back. Do you know what I mean? I'd be cancelled if someone did that to me big time. But I think that you you judge a man by his, his stature, his, his results, his performances. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's where you judge a man from, not by what he said 10 years ago. And I think you're right there. And I, I think that was completely wrong. Uh, but I think I'd, I'd, if, if any of the players are listening to this or anyone sees this or anyone hears this and knows the players, can you give them a message just to play? Play for Chris. Play for Chris Burgess. Put every one hundred percent in for a man who gave everything to this club. Uh, go out there and ninety minutes. Just give you one hundred percent. Don't stop. If we lose one nil, if we lose two nil, just give everything you have for a man who gave everything to this football club throughout the years from nineteen sixty to, to 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 the present day. Just go out there. And I, I'm getting quite emotional because yeah, it means a lot. I know it means a lot to Dave and. Just give, yeah, if any players, anyone who knows the players, just tell them, please just play for, for Chris Burgess on Saturday and, and give 100% because that's that's what the man gave to to us and gave to Wimbledon. So that I, I'm not really bothered about score-wise. I just, I, I, I've said it most weeks, Jack. I just want them 100%, give 100% on Saturday. And I said, definitely this weekend means more to me, means more to me and a few other Wimbledon fans than, than, than they will know, so... Jack, uh, thanks very much. It's a short podcast this week. Uh, Danny, if people are wondering where Danny is, Danny's on holiday, Centre Park. So someone's doing all right, aren't they? If they're going to Centre Parks during the school holidays, someone's making some money. Uh, we'll be back. You you joining me on Sunday again on the debrief? Yes, mate, yes. Cool. So me and you on the Sunday debrief. I thought the reaction, uh, did, you, did you hear the reaction on Saturday, the reaction show? Missy said I should do oh, more of them, no. but it's more the connection no. going. That's the problem. We yeah. did a live reaction after Saturday's game. It went down quite well. It was quite good. But the only problem is when I'm coming back from Stephen Israel on Saturday, if, if I don't have a connection, it turns out a bit shit. But Jack, thanks very much. I know it's been a, for me, it's been quite an emotional podcast. It's been a short podcast. Uh, we have got some really good things going on at Wimbledon. There are some good memories that we can hold dear to our hearts. We have had some, we've lost some really good people uh, and there are some still some really good people around the club. So, Jack, thanks very much for joining me, mate. I'll see you on Saturday. And uh, 
Yeah, come on, you dance. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Picture the scene: all of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Wombles Had a Dream podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Wombles Dream and on Facebook at the Wombles Had a Dream. Get involved. By the fans, for the fans. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.